You're listening to Love Your City. It's a Movement Australia podcast. We believe that communities can be transformed as a unified church in every city or town lives and proclaims the gospel into every sphere of society. We'll tell stories from where this is already happening. We'll dig into the Bible to better understand God's heart for cities and towns. And we'll discuss practical strategies. Because no matter where you live, a gospel movement can happen. Uh, today, it's just a great joy to welcome Rick Prosser from Newcastle. Rick's not only a great mate, uh, but a wonderful team of a wonderful team member in uh, Movement Day Australia, and just a great brother doing awesome things in um, in Newcastle. And uh, Rick, it's just great to have you on board today. Well, it's good to be with you, Ian, of course, always, and uh, welcome to all our listeners. Yeah, and viewers. <laughs> and viewers. Um, so today, um, I've, I've asked uh, Rick, and he's no stranger to many of us, of course, but I've asked him to particularly to outline how God has led him in Newcastle. First of all, to um, tell us a little bit about his passion for the city and what he'd like to see God achieve there. And then what he's actually doing, how God's led him, what he's actually doing to achieve some of the goals. So, Rick, I'll hand straight over to you, mate. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Well, some of you would be aware of um, uh, my passion for the city I'm in. Um, that predates me being a believer, actually. And I think when the cause of the kingdom comes upon your life, um, you know, those things accelerate and amplify uh, because they become cause driven for what does it look like for the kingdom of heaven to be in the place that you love. Um, I'm largely driven from the last prayer of Jesus uh, in John 17, Father, that they, the believers, be one so that the world would know and believe. And so I guess my utopian thought and dream would be uh, that our oneness will be our witness to our cities and our communities and so i'm fortunate to be in this space and and uh, i feel really blessed actually i feel called into uh, um, this landscape of fostering unity and mission um, one of the umbrellas that um, i work under is kingdom works and kingdom works is primarily a catalyst for unity and mission uh, throughout the hunter region hunter regions made up of seven local government areas just over half a million people um, with Newcastle being the funnel of it. It's connected by rail, coal lines, and a beautiful harbour that's a large exporter of coal, largest in the planet. Um, so that's a largely uh, the umbrella, and I've got a few other little things that tag along um, that I've picked up along the way. Um, I guess, though, in the main, um, what we're trying to do in terms of the city landscape, uh, working with the church, is um, connect the church. Um, largely, we live and work in our own um, bubbles or our own silos, um, and, and many people faithfully and diligently working in those. And uh, so we want to connect those streams as best we can. So connecting the church, I feel, is really, really important. Um, I feel great encouragement can come from uh, knowing what others are doing and the successes they're having. Um, sadly, because of our insecurities, and we all carry them, uh, we can feel a little bit threatened uh, by the success of others or whatever that might look like. Um, and our diversity of the church has been our place of difference rather than our place of celebration. And uh, But when we 
know and understand from a different paradigm, a different way of thinking, we're all on the same team, uh, we can begin to celebrate others. So connecting the church and what the church is doing um, uh, is really, really important. And of course, building and fostering unity, and that can look like a whole bunch of different things, then trying to activate mission. I really sense and feel that collaborative mission is our future. Um, you know, there's many great uh, mission expressions uh, from churches and believers um, in, in, in our community. Um, and what might it look like for us to do that together and uh, multiply those things with the capacities that we have uh, in our local church would be tremendous. Uh, Rick, that's great. And uh, I just love hearing your passion and, and your heart. And uh, of course, we're we all dream of the day when the body of Christ will be more organically one than it currently is and achieve great things for Jesus across our cities. Now, God has led you to, um, to instigate certain initiatives. I mean, with the homeless and with your mayor's prayer breakfast, civic engagement and prayer initiatives, et cetera, et cetera. Can you just go through kind of that list and tell us about each one and some of uh, the results from um, what, how God's led you? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll try and I'll do my best for you. Um, I, I think um, I think it's really important to understand that you know for all of us we're we're part of the story, and so there was always people before us, and there will be people after us, and so well, I've just come in um, to our city. Uh, it's my home city, but come in on a journey that others have began, and uh, so if we talk about um, civic engagement. Uh, and uh, mayor's prayer breakfasts and, and, and those sorts of things. Um, there was always good relationship with pastors, with our mayors. I talk about mayors because we're in multiple cities and local governments, and Newcastle has a Lord Mayor um, because it has a cathedral, hence the reason Lord Mayor, where our other cities have mayors. Uh, there's no cathedrals in those cities. Um, and so we approached um, the then sitting Lord Mayor in Newcastle um, about an annual Lord Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. Now, there was a Lord Mayor's Prayer Breakfast historically, but it, it, it came and went. Um, so we just felt that um, it's really important, not just engagement um, with our local civic authorities, um, but to journey with them from where we are in our faith community. And so we were fortunate they said, yes, <laughs> uh, that was about 12 or 13 years ago now in Newcastle. Um, but we've been fortunate because we've been able to journey um, that over a number of mayors now um, on a relational basis. The mayor sitting has confidence in who we are because they know what we've done and they know how we've operated. So in many ways, we've been very predictable and a safe place um, for our, uh, our, our civic authorities, which I think is really important. Um, if they know who you are and what you represent, um, there's safety in that. Um, and so we've had a number of um, mayors, they've become very significant um, catalytic type uh, events, annual events in our city that have been part of the landscape and what's spawned from them are other civic mayor prayer um, functions uh, in, in other cities, whether it be Port Stephens or uh, Lake Macquarie more recently. And, you know, whilst Newcastle's a uh, Lord Mayor's Prayer Breakfast in Lake Macquarie, for example, it's a it's a prayer evening, and I love that um, because it represents that city, and um, I think the principle is exactly the same. 
Um, but the outworking's a little bit different. And that's what I think the beauty of the city story is. Every city's going to have a unique story. And so rather than just uh, replicating and duplicating what is, let's take the principle of it and what does that look like in the city that you're in? And, um, and so uh, Port Stephens has had a luncheon, uh, you know, a Mayor's Prayer luncheon, for example, uh, which again is a reflection of the same thing, but looks differently uh, that's emerging up there. And so that's encouraging uh, because what we're very well aware is our civic leaders, they all talk with each other. They're responsible for their local government area. But what seems to be the um, story in our region with the mayors that connect is that no, no, these guys are good. We know what they do and this is what they do. And the experiences that we've had in those sort of functions are extremely positive uh, and life-giving. We look for our place of agreement um, and our mayors love our cities. <laughs> um, they're passionately committed to them. And so when they see others that are passionately committed to the city for the, for the well-being of their city, I tell you, they just love it. Um, so that would be a, a story that's come out of uh, those things um, with our mayoral engagements. So you know, part of our journey um, is not just connecting the church and building unity. But sometimes unity actually is formed in the journey uh, when we're out working things together. And that's been a great joy for us um, as we've journeyed together. We've tried to, I mean, events are important and they can be very catalytic, but as many of us know, they take a lot of time and energy and resource. And so we've tried to lean away from specific events and we've done some big events, don't worry about that. Um, but rather, um, you know, what are some things that we can outwork that empowers the local church that they can see that outworked in their local vision, but collaboratively, it creates a, a wave of energy through the city. Uh, and serving the city is, is, is one of those things. And City Serve, for example, where we look to mobilise the church to serve their city on one day projects in a space of time in the calendar um, has, has been tremendous. And um, it's actually um, built into the narrative and particularly our connections with our community um, and whether they be um, political figures or whatever, it's just really enabled us to connect them because we just go with this one question, how can we serve our community? What can we do for you? Um, and we just use this little tagline, it's, it, it's, it, it, we build a bridge um, of connection and uh, we hope that we continue to cross that bridge because people aren't coming to us. <laughs> so when we're going out and, and so we've got uh, a regional prayer strategy, for example, uh, called Pray Hunter. And uh, it's built around some scriptures and uh, our hope is that uh, churches, we want to saturate the place in prayer. I mean, um, we, we, we need the place saturated in prayer. And uh, so if we can mobilize believers just to be praying for our city and our region, uh, then that's great. So we've got a very simple prayer strategy. We ask churches to buy into that and articulate that through what their church looks like. So we're not saying start up more programs, you don't have to, but maybe just tag into a prayer meeting that you've already got or ask your people to pray. Uh, we just say, just choose one day in the month and collectively know that there'll be a church on the day before praying, there'll be a church on the day after and together we're making a great prayer wave through our region. And uh, so we just create a really simple, these are the three things that we want you to pray, that collectively we're praying together and then um, we're surfacing our prayer uh, levels in the city. Um, so that's been, you know, good and, 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 and we're very thankful that's emerging. 
um, other things that um, that have surfaced um, uh, that have come out and some of it's been in dialogue with one another and just more recently just a pastor contact me with the recent stuff in Afghanistan well what 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 can we do for refugees that are here in our city and of course I mean I, I don't know what your, your city probably would have refugees I'd imagine uh, and some of them are probably from Afghanistan and so uh, we just create a really simple initiative of engaging with the people that are working with those families and um, and what what would help them what could we do that's going to help them because they're in strife uh, they're carrying huge levels of pain, some of them great levels of guilt because they've got families and relatives and so on. So we're just doing a hampers of hope uh, to that community. And um, so we're just casting it out there and churches are uh, raising support that we can just be a blessing uh, into their community for that purpose. You, you haven't mentioned uh, Soul Cafe. I, I know that's come out of your church, but the city's embraced what you've done there in reaching yeah. to the homeless and the needy, the most disenfranchised, and uh, you've seen great, um, great city coalescing. A lot of effort from the city coalescing around supporting for what you've done there. Yeah, we've got a um, uh, through the journey. We've got a uh, I'm part of a local church, inner city local church, small inner city local church with a dynamic um, ministry to the vulnerable in the city. Uh, the poor and the needy, homeless, people in addiction, mental health challenges, all sorts. And, um, you know, we've just discovered in that journey, we've just been greatly blessed. Um, you know, we just tried to build a, a, a culture in that charity that we're just going to do whatever we can with whatever we have for whoever comes in the door. And um, it's just been greatly, um, I guess, supported by our community, actually. Um, you know, it's just a small local church. I feel what we've done is tapped into the image of God in people. <laughs> I believe we were created to contribute. Um, you know, the image of God in us um, just causes things to flow out of us. And, you know, whether people are in faith with the Lord or not, it, we just see that surface in our community. And so out of the 180 volunteers, most of them are from our community. It's fully financially supported by our community. Uh, because they love seeing the church doing something and and people have a bent towards helping people. And so we've just seen that surface tremendously. We call it, it revolves around a meal. We would call it a convergence of help because there's so many other things come into that space that help people that are very vulnerable. Uh, we see ourselves as part of the landscape um, uh, that's bringing hope and healing into that community. There's well-funded charities around the city uh, that are doing great things. And we would see ours just as a grassroots things bubbling up. And uh, there's many great churches doing what they can in that space as well. And, and uh, but we've just been blessed uh, by the tremendous community support um, at every level uh, for what uh, we're doing there at that space, Soul Cafe. Uh, yeah, that's great. I've been there several times and very impacted daily looking after the needy and, and seeing them even coming to faith in your church from time to time, that's awesome. Uh, Rick, another thing I've observed is that on Friday nights through summer, yeah. you do something special just in a little grassy area, uh, not far from your local beach. What's that? Yeah, um, over a few months of the year in summer, um, we activate a park uh, with live music. We call it Friday Chill. Everyone wants to chill out in summer in Australia and Friday night's a good time for it. We've got parks and places and 
uh, around our cities that that are just created and built to be activated. And so we just, um, you know, with the council, we booked that park for a few months and book artists and um, and we activate that space. We get huge numbers of people there. Um, it's just uh, what I love about it, actually, is because we do it over every Friday night for a few months. Normally it's January, February, March. Um, we're not putting all our resource into one outdoor event. And so if it rains out one Friday night, it's no problems because next Friday's coming. <laughs> and so we just book artists, local artists, um, and uh, we book food vans and, 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 and so on. And it's just a tremendous uh, family environment. Um, and over the course of that time, actually, we've just discovered people have come to us. Oh, can we support this? Can we sponsor this? And so uh, for us, it's become a self-funded. In fact, it makes a little bit of finance for our charity as well. Um, so you know, people in our community, they want to contribute. <laughs> and so for us, this is just part of our reflection of our church, giving back to our community. And, um, you know, when you're just being generous with what you have, things are just going to keep flowing. And uh, so we've had companies and businesses come, can we sponsor this? Can we sponsor this? Well, yeah, sure, if you want to. <laughs> and uh, it's just been a tremendous thing. And um, and the space we've created has been family friendly and people love it. And it gets it provides us an opportunity to share what we do as a church in our community as well. And so they support that as well through our uh, work at Salt Cafe. So it's something that we just tripped upon and the Lord's blessed it greatly. Now, I've been there with you a number of times and I think you've really fulfilled the scripture about doing good to all people and especially God's people but to all people and the amount of goodwill that um, I see not just you personally but obviously you've been a spearhead but you, you've allowed the body of Christ to emerge from probably its division and a little on the nose because of um, some of the child abuse stuff that uh, well, it's been everywhere in Australia, but was particularly in your city years ago as well. Uh, yeah. But it's brought a healing and a release. And and uh, I mean, I, I've seen with um, City Serve, you know, dozens of churches over the years doing hundreds of projects. Even didn't you paint? How many uh, life surf life saving clubs did you repaint? Uh, I think it was six in five weekends. And, and but that wasn't our idea. That we just asked the, the the then sitting Lord Mayor, how can we serve the city? Oh, can you help me with the surf clubs? Yeah, no worries. <laughs> we didn't know what that was going to look like, but um, but we've tried to work on this premise: under promise and over deliver. So if we're going to say we're going to do something, we want to we want to do that plus some, and um, that's what we're trying to. Uh, I mean, the church probably lacks a little bit of credibility, and as you mentioned to um, the child cases, this is the birthplace of that. Um, the last uh, act of the then sitting Prime Minister Julia Gillard was to write a personal thank you letter to the investigative journalism that happened from a journalist in our city from our newspaper for that purpose. And it was brilliant. We needed that to surface and healing can flow when those things come out and are surfaced. Um, but the, the church has probably been seen as lacking credibility. So we just want to create a, a narrative um, that establishes credibility. And we're known for other things as well. Um, and of course, the church is doing great things everywhere, but we're probably not known for it. So we want to elevate that as best we can. Yes, well, you've, you've done that in the, the sense that you're working with the city and not just for it. Uh, I mean, I've been to your mayor's prayer breakfast and seen the theme of Together for Newcastle and, and your mayor, who's um, possibly not a faith 
person of faith, um, but feels like it's her event. Uh, even though it's very overtly Christian in so many ways, you're praying blessings and singing blessings over the city and talking about how you can all make Newcastle a better city together. So uh, it's just a joy to see the sense of uh, what God's done down there. I know it's early days, like all of our cities, but you've made a great start. And uh, we applaud that. But like everywhere, there's issues and difficulties and problems. What would you say some of the challenges that you've faced uh, potential roadblocks. Gee, this could be a long interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's always challenges and there's always roadblocks. Um, whatever that looks like, whether they be relational, whether they be resources, um, people come, people go, you know, all those sort of things just become stallers or roadblocks. And um, I guess my encouragement to to um, you would be um, don't get blocked by what things but by what things look like blocks um, there's always a flow in the things of God there's always something moving and so I've just tried to look at what's been moving and try to flow with that and you know it's just the little things that you hook on to that creates a flow as well um, and so I've tried not to get bogged down in the roadblocks because there's many of them. <laughs> um, there's just many and um, they're very real. Uh, and some of them are very practical. Um, they're relational. They could be spiritual um, that send, just seem to stall things. Um, and my encouragement is um, try to find movement and look to where the movement is because there's movement somewhere. And then that tends to release us from what looks like a stall. <laughs> That's just how I've tried to journey um, because there's, um, there's many reasons that's gonna cause us to stop. So finally, Rick, um, someone who's keen about their city, perhaps just starting the journey. I mean, maybe you've already covered it, but uh, what would you like to say to um, a pastor or a Christian leader or, or a small group of yeah. uh, Christian leaders somewhere that have a passion for their city, but feel like, oh boy, where do we start? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I just love the thought of start with what's in your hand. Uh, I love that story of the prophet come to the widow. You know, she was destitute, and prophet said, "Well, what do you got? <laughs> you know, gather your jars. You know, and 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 then just start pouring out the oil." and uh, provision flowed and there was an abundance. And I love that. There's, there's something there, whether it be in your hands or in the hands of the city and the church. And uh, I would encourage people, just start with what you've got. You might hear this story and think, oh, gee, we, we're nowhere near that and that's going to take ages. Well, that's all right. We started with nothing too at one stage. It predates me. Um, but then we just started with something. And we just, there was an opening, there was an opportunity, uh, there was a relationship, um, there was a sense of God in something and on something or someone. And so I would always encourage you, just start with what you got. Don't be discouraged by what you see others doing, <laughs> uh, but just know you're part of the formation of your city story. And that will generate and accelerate just by little steps. Uh, and it's amazing what the little steps form into. 
in fact, I would say it's the little things that we've done that have allowed us to do the bigger things. Um, and we've got a long way to go. Um, you know, we're just touching on a highlight reel. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot more other content, don't worry about that, in the editing room that we don't want you to see probably. <laughs> um, but I would encourage you, just start with what you've got. If there's relationships there amongst a couple of pastors, start with that. <laughs> uh, start with connecting. Start with a dialogue of what might, what, what could we do? What might the welfare of the city look like for us? What might engagement? If there's a few of you, meet with your mayor. Have a conversation and find out and discover what his vision or her vision is for the city and uh, encourage them in that and pray blessing over them. And that's enough. Uh, just those little things end up making a big difference and can create a different narrative for you. Rick, that's a, a great place to uh, conclude. And um, you've always had a heart just to do good and to bless other people and uh, not to make anything of yourself, but to make much of God and make much of um, what you can do to help others uh, have a bit of a hand up, get further on in life. So God bless, bless you and Sue heaps and your wonderful family and uh, all those that work with you in Newcastle. So thanks, Rick. Yeah, thanks, Ian. And uh, blessings to you, mate, and Betty, and, uh, and every listener here. Blessings to you.